Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You want to yell McFarland for me one time? Let's go. <laughs> McFarlane! <laughs> that a boy. That a boy. All right. Good, um, good talk. So <laughs> well, how do you feel about this ball? Well, I mean, I think it's it's a it's a conversation like that's easily picked apart. First of all, you can't compare this to the judge thing because those sort of balls are life-changing uh, instances where the type of money that you're going to get, everyone understand, that is going to change people's lives. With the Yoshida ball, it's not changing anyone's life. And in fact, what happens, which is, which is what I think Rick Wiggy was referencing, what happens is they offer them stuff. Like, they go up and they offer them stuff. It's their discretion to say, well, we're going to take that stuff instead of holding on to it. And in the case of a first home run, and we saw this last year with Tristan Cassis, the guy got raked over the coals for insinuating that he was going to hold, hold the ball. And he ended up getting stuff. They always get stuff. They go up. They offer the stuff. And I would make the argument that, uh, let's say that Yoshida offered him a bat. That it wasn't that much wor- is worth a lot less than the ball. I mean, it's a first Ma- Masa Yoshida home run ball. This isn't Aaron Judge. This is a first home run ball, which the guy or the kid was going to get something for, and he's just being greedy. Oh, you think that you think that person who caught uh, Bay Bay Brute's first ball? Goes well. Let's just give it back because we don't know what the guy. I just told yes. you, Wiggy. You I don't know what you. the guy's going to be, though. You they're, can't they're, say that. You don't know what he's going to be. Well, first and, of all, and let me tell you something, Bradford. Nobody was selling baseballs yeah, or I mean, memorabilia a, for yeah. that matter. Uh, you know what? The, I'm going to I'm going to go on the limb and I'm going to say that right. yes, they gave the baseball back to Babe Ruth. Right, there but, you go. But guess what? We evolved, and that's what we do nowadays. And let me tell you something. We uh, evolved into greed. And and Bradford, I know you don't understand this because you get a ton of money, ton of money, see money for your baseball isn't born podcast but five thousand dollars would change somebody's life you know what and it would first of all five thousand dollars isn't changing the kid's life it helps oh, you know but i would also say this i would also make the argument in this case that what the kid or whoever it was was going to get in exchange mm-hmm. which is usually like a couple bats you could sell for five thousand dollars you could sell for close of what the ball is worth this isn't a momentous ball, a baseball souvenir, and it means a whole lot more to the guy hitting it, as we saw with Tristan Cassis's case last mm-hmm. year, where the guy was raked over the coals for insinuating that he was going to hold on to the ball, he was going to leverage, and sure enough, he got his stuff, everyone was happy, 
And yeah, so I mean, it, this isn't this isn't Aaron Judge. This isn't even Babe Ruth. Do it like their players do. When we when we used to play, you know what you wanted to do if you wanted a, a particular number, mm-hmm. you would pay somebody for your jersey number. Uh, okay, but but if if you're trading for Bam Childress's jersey m- number, it's about ten bucks. So it's like this is what we're talking about. We're not. We're talking about a guy's first home run. He's not going to be Babe Ruth. He's is is a nice nobody. Super- well, okay. Did you think that Tristan Cassis? Did, were you screaming about this when Tristan Cassis hit the home run and the guy held on to it for two seconds and yep. got killed? Yep, and I, I didn't know Shohei was going to be the next big thing. If I would have caught his first ball, how much is okay. that worth now? Well, his bat would also probably be worth something, which you would get in exchange for it. No, nah, not more than the ball, buddy. You know that. Rob, since we have you fiery right now, I see all over social media a Dan Shaughnessy article that dropped this morning about celebrations, and uh, obviously it's been during the show, so I haven't read it in its entirety. But uh, I saw you tweeting about it as well. Do you, you don't you don't believe that celebrations and, and changes in the game are ruining the game? No, and and this is when I did the baseballs and boring podcast this morning. I talked to Alex Verdugo and Andrew McCutcheon, and you know I sent you guys a sound, but Verdugo ripped. You know, he went on a pretty good rant about why celebrations are great, but where there's a time and place for them, and he ripped Manoa, Alex Manoa of Toronto. He said the way that he does it is wrong, that that's not the way you do it. So I think that these people understand, especially coming off the WBC, that this is what you have to do in baseball. You have to show more, more personality across the board. The, ba- the, sport, the sport needs it. This sport is on, on, the, on the cliff, right? We've talked about this. This is the whole baseballs and boring thing and everything else. But you need everything you can. And I think that guys like Verdugo, guys like McCutcheon, who has been around forever, understand that the old way of doing things is out the window. We're not giving the side eye to a guy for celebrating. It should be celebrated anytime anyone shows emotion. When it comes to Yoshida, Bloom took some abuse for, for that deal, which was five uh, five years, ninety million, um, and he he takes a lot of abuse. Is it uh, w- at what point can we say that that's actually a a, a pretty good move? By yeah, Hanbloom? I mean we we can't. You know, I think that this is the problem with Yoshida is that I think personally, having seen him play the, the amount of times I've seen him play, I think he's a good player. But you coming off the WBC where he was this this iconic figure hitting behind Otani, hitting game winning home runs. And everyone to say, oh, there's your superstar. There's the guy. The, the Red Sox need a superstar now that Bogarts is gone. All they have is Devers, and here's the superstar. That's unfair to Yoshida. And I think that he's a good player. Like It's the same thing when J.D. Drew came to town, right? We all love J.D. Drew. And so J.D. Drew was paid a, a ton of money, and everyone wanted him to be a superstar. He wasn't going to be a superstar, but he was a good player. There's nothing wrong with being a good player, but this does not go overboard about the guy. Well, J.D. Drew also had the Grand Slam off of Fausto Carmona, which made him a... And well, that's coming. I think Yoshida's absolutely going to hit a Grand Slam off Fausto Carmona, <laughs> and then he's going to give the ball right back to him. I love it. Bradford, uh, uh, no, I was going to say, when you kind of look at the, I think the biggest thing now is like the Red Sox, they've, it seems like they've always been able to get their bats going, but their biggest question mark now is the starting pitching. You know, you brought up Chris Sale being your guy and his first outing wasn't very good. Wasn't he should have pitched good. opening day. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have made opening day so much better. Wasn't very good. That's a kind way to put well, it. I mean, I'm trying to be gentle, right? But when you look at this rotation, you know, what's your level of concern? You know, really, basically, the only one who's, 
you know, obviously looked well has been Tanner Hawk. What, what's your level of concern with uh, this rotation? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm not overly concerned right now because mm-hmm. we're not even a whole full time through the rotation. But it's, it's tough to look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, their first four starters – I think have given up a total of one or two runs the entire run through those four four four, four starters. So when you're competing with a team like that, you better have something better than you've been rolling out. So you, but Wiggy, you ask about my concern. I'm not overly concerned. I'm not overly concerned about Kluber, Sale, you know, Crawford, whoever. But talk to me in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Th- then then we can see what's going on and and. Uh, you know, because I thought honestly, coming out of spring training, I thought that you know that there was a lot of potential there. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reverse course quite yet. Rob, but- where you stand on Shaughnessy's column? A lot of Shaughnessy love this morning. Uh, sale worst contract in the history of Boston sports. Yeah, you know, I heard that conversation, and he's, it's definitely in the conversation. I think, um, but I would say this. I don't think you can really define it until it's over. And I know that people say, oh, well, it's not going to get any better. You know, he's been bad for, for – he hasn't been good in three years and so forth and so on. But the, the contracts that we're comparing them to – and I heard Adam talk about this yesterday, you know, whether it's Ruzne Castillo, Carl Crawford, Pablo Sandoval. We already know, like, where those have landed. So, you know, I know that it's tough to look at Sale right now and think that he's going to get better. But before I sort of go down that road and say, oh, this is the worst contract of all time, again, let's wait a little bit. But how can you go into – I don't understand how you go into the season essentially relying on Kluber to be your ace and then uh, – I mean, is is Sale your number? Well, was, Sa- Sam was Kennedy told us that Sale was the ace. He did say that. So. Yeah, well, this is this is the problem. This is the problem with the, the whole blueprint which is, you know, you didn't have a lot of certainty with this, and you still don't have a lot of certainty with it. And you go into this this season, and it's a bunch of maybes. Maybe, and that remains the case. I can tell you that Bayo and Whitlock look great, but I also could tell you that Sale looked good in spring training too. So I, we can't say anything. We can't say that you absolutely have the Shane McClanahan of Tampa Bay. You absolutely have the Garrett Cole. You don't have that. And that's part of the problem when trying to predict what this team is going to be. I, they can say that they have this ace. and It goes back to the five aces of 2015. Well, none of them were aces. So it, it, before we say that guy is absolutely going to be that, we can't possibly do that with this team. 
Rob, uh, back to opening day, Devers, that uh, pitch clock violation. We talked mm. a lot about it on our show, uh, about why do, you, why do you feel like hitters need to show that they're alert to the pitcher with eight seconds left? We, we went back and forth. Is, is this a safety thing? Some people don't really like that rule change. Yeah, it, well, they tried it out in minor leagues last year, and, and so that's the rule. That's the way that they were going to do it going forward into this year. Um, I think it's flawed. I think it's it's it, unfortunately watching this as much as I have through spring training and early on. And I think the umpires are sort of all over the place. I think you get a lot of younger umpires who are are so adamant on be, adhering to the letter of the law that they do things like that, and and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, there should be some grace, I think. And I also think that you probably should add five seconds on everything. It, it's I like the pitch clock. We have it. Believe me, it's going to get even better. We're going to have quicker games, but just add a little time and and just have a little bit more grace, like in that case. All right, Bradfoe, great to talk to you. We will talk to you again next Tuesday. Oh, what? Shine. So I, I yeah, I just have one quick. Is question. it marshmallow or whipped cream on a Sunday? <laughs> well, you spoiled my question. I was oh. going to ask Rob the most important <laughs> question we've been trying to debate all day, Rob. Mm. On ice cream, would you prefer mm. marshmallow or whipped cream? Uh, well, I haven't had a carb in five years, so uh, all right, we're would, flex. Uh, yeah, actually, it's not. Um, it's un- it's unfortunate. It's apparent, obviously. When I we mean, see clearly, you. let me I tell mean, you that. Like, listen, you reach full muscle capacity, you can't get any stronger. Um, but uh, but I you whipped cream, whipped cream, what, marshmallow, right? Know. Exactly. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 